0: Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Kennard Levy-Brown speaking. I'm your host for the Merciful Servants of God, a biblical instructional program that we've been on for uh, 12 years, uh, since uh, 2007, I think December 2007, and please feel free to share all the podcasts that I've done throughout the years on here. It's like over 300, I think it's 330 now. Uh, I have made a new commitment uh, to give at least a 15 to 30-minute program every uh, Sunday, the first day of the week, and it's going to be on short bites of of study. Uh, We're going to talk about today, I know this is talked about in a lot of the... um, Sunday churches in and Christianity and, and also and the Sabbath-keeping churches, the few that they're, the few churches uh, that exist uh, in the world that actually, uh, Christian churches actually do keep the Sabbath, um, uh, the Sabbath on Saturday, not Sunday. What is the spirit of anti-Messiah or anti-Christ? Uh, this is certainly a, a popular topic. Uh, of uh, people who claim to understand prophecy and so forth. I've heard people tell me, well, uh, the Antichrist is not the the beast and and so forth. And they need to do a little better study of looking at the scriptures because it is. Um, And the beast consists of two powers or two authorities. Uh, You have a military commander and you have the religious um, authority. And so we're going to go over that uh, briefly here today. Um, let me read the scripture here in 1 John 4, verse 3. And it's in the King James Version of the Bible. It says, in every spirit that confesseth not that Yeshua Messiah is come in the flesh is not of Yodavahe. And this is that spirit of anti Now, I know in the King James Version, it doesn't have uh, spirit there, but that's a good addition. Wherefore you have heard that it should come And even now is in in the world already So so this was written in the first century And this is the Apostle John And he's stating the fact that there was an anti-Christ spirit Existing as early as the first century Now we have to understand Let's use our brains here Anti means against Messiah Now many of us that listen to this program i mean many of you that listen to the program i know i do i believe that christ or the messiah is also Yodai know, Bahe. and so really it's a spirit that is against god okay so let's let's understand that the antichrist spirit or anti-messiah spirit is a spirit that is against god okay now people just focus just on this though in the first part of this verse And it says And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ Is come in the flesh is not of God Well that's true That's one major element of being against God If you don't believe That um, Jesus Christ or Yeshua Messiah That's how you say his name in Hebrew uh, Is the Messiah And that he came in the flesh In other words he pre-existed And that he is divine and if you deny his divinity then yes you are against god right there i mean that that makes you you are certainly against god if you um actually believe that and so but there's other elements of being against god too and i'm going to show that to you i'm going to hopefully uh, in a short period of time really explain to you what being against god or being anti-messiah or antichrist really is it's not just denying that Jesus Christ uh, does not have divinity and uh, didn't come in the flesh because there's some people that ask you, oh, he's the Messiah, but he's not divine and he didn't, he didn't pre-exist. Well, there's no way that he can qualify to be the Messiah if he didn't pre-exist and that he's not uh, a All right. So anyway, first John two verse 18 and 19 says little children, it is the last time. And, and, uh Paul actually thought it was, and, of course, he realized that it wasn't the last time. So this is certainly a prophecy for us because it certainly is the last time now here in the 21st century. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, all right, and he says, even now are there many Antichrists. So there's going to be a main, the most wicked anti-messiah or person that is against God of all time shall come. And I've heard people say, well, this is the Antichrist and the beast. is it?" No, it's not. I mean, it's just a different way of saying the beast, but the beast is certainly against God. He's going to be the greatest man who ever was against God. Okay, so it says here, little children, it is the last time, and as you have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists. Even in the first century, and of course, in the 21st century, there's probably more. I would say there are more. Antichrist here in the 21st century Than there was in the 1st century Whereby we know, I mean just by the population The population in the 1st century is 200 million We have 7 billion, so of course there's going to be more That are going to get be against God, okay Whereby we know that it is The last time They went out from us, but they were not of us In these other words, he's talking about The tares among the wheat and I experienced this as a shepherd myself, as a minister. We have people acting like they want to be believers and they turn out not to be. And this is what he's talking about here. They end up having an antichrist or anti-against-God spirit, whereby we know that it is the last time they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. Okay? But they went out. So this is also an element of being anti-Messiah. If you know you are... With the true people of God And you don't want to be taught By a true shepherd of God And you want to do your own thing Run your own ministry but Yet you don't have the qualifications To do so You don't have the gifts of teaching Then you are also, according to the scripture Anti-God or anti-Messiah Okay? So anti-Messiah is not just a Not believing that Jesus Christ Is not the Messiah Or does not have divinity. It's just rejecting anything of the doctrine of Messiah, as I'm going to show this to you today. The doctrine of Christ is the doctrine of God. And so anyway, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. And now this is, they were not all of us, okay? So this is in the context of people being against God, okay? so being against God, again, is not just denying that Jesus Christ, the Yeshua Messiah, is not the Messiah, or you can actually believe he's the Messiah, but yet say that he's not divine. In other words, he uh, did not come in the flesh. It's also uh, not having the, uh, having the, the gunction or, or the sentiment of not even wanting to fellowship with Yodavahes or God's true believers. Okay, we're going to get into what does the anti-Messiah do? What are anti Who? What are the common characteristics of someone who is against God, which is, is another way of saying you're anti antichrist or anti-Messiah, okay? Um, in 2 John 1, verse 4 to 11, it says, I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth. All right, so first of all, these are people that are not anti-Christ. They're walking in the truth. We have to walk in the truth, not just read it, but do it, all right? That's the Hebrew or Jewish way or the Christ way because Christ is a Jew. So that walking in the truth. What is truth? Psalm 119, 142, truth is defined as all the instructions. It says law in the King James Version, but that word in Hebrew is Torah, and it means all the instructions and doctrines of God. In other words, his way of life. OK, and so I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in the truth as we have received a commandment from the Father. And now I beseech thee, lady. So when he says lady, he's talking about the assembly or church of God, not as though I wrote a new commandment to thee, but that which we have from the beginning that we love one another. And this is love that we walk after his commandment. So love, the simple definition of love, ladies and gentlemen, is simply obedience obeying his commandments. This is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning, you shall walk in it. For many deceivers, now this is in the context of obedience, of obeying God, okay? And now you're going to see how he links this with being an antichrist, all right? This is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning, you shall walk in it. For many, he's continuing his all here, for many deceivers are into the world who confess not that Yeshua Messiah is coming to flesh. And so when you disobey God's commandments, you're denying. You're saying, okay, you don't believe God. And so in a sense, you are confessing that Yeshua Messiah has not come in the flesh. Because if you don't want to obey this great God, you're showing God that you don't believe in him. You don't believe in him when you don't obey him. That's why the Bible says faith must have works. God says, okay, you believe me, then prove it. That's how we prove to God that we believe him, by obeying him. And if you don't want to obey him, then you also have, you are against God, against his Messiah. So he says, this is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning, you shall walk in it. For many deceivers are into the world who confess not that Yeshua Messiah is coming to the flesh. This is a deceiver and an anti-Messiah. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Messiah have not God. If you don't have God, then you're certainly anti-Messiah. You are against God. He that abides in the doctrine of Messiah, he has both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and not bring this doctrine, Receive him not into your home, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that bid of him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. And what is the doctrine of God or the doctrine of Messiah? Well, it's, it's outlined here in Hebrews. And I don't have time to go over this today, but I, I'm, I'm writing, I, I will be um, presenting some materials on this in the future. And so in Hebrews, chapter, I think it's chapter three. Oh, Hebrews chapter 6, I'm sorry. Hebrews chapter 6, starting in verse 1. Uh, this is in the New American Standard Bible version. Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about the Messiah, let us press on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God, of uh, instruction about washings, and laying on of hands, and the resurrection of the dead and the eternal judgment. And so those are all the basic doctrines of God. Those are the foundational doctrines of God. And if, if anyone does not want to believe any of those doctrines, um, and then the King James verse, therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Messiah. Okay. And so those are the, the six main doctrines. I just named them to you. Um, uh, the first one is laying again the foundation of repent. You have to repent from dead works. That means from not obeying him. Uh, faith toward God. The doctrine of washings or baptisms the laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment so those are the six basic doctrines of elohim or god and so this this program is going to end in a few minutes but i'm going to go maybe five or ten minutes over um and you can review the rest of it, of this program in the archives okay so i hope you understanding what it really means to be anti-anti-christ or anti-god okay It's not just uh, not believing that Jesus Christ didn't come in the flesh. Uh, It's not believing uh, that Jesus Christ is It's not just believing that he didn't come in the flesh or he's not the Messiah. It's also denying his doctrine, which is God's doctrine. Okay, so that's, that's what that's all about, ladies and gentlemen. So I just wanted to point that out to you. All right, so the... The, the concept of the uh, who is against God, all right, uh, involves an historical figure that the Bible prophesied would would be on the scene. And I'm about to go off the air here, and the rest of this will be in the archives. And this individual's name is Antichus, uh, I think Antichus um, Epiphanes, right, Antichus Epiphanes. I think it's the IV, Epiphanes, and his name means God manifest, so he thought he was God, okay, and which, that's one of the elements of the anti-Messiah, he's going to claim that he is God, as we're going to find out, and I don't have time to go over these scriptures, but you can go over them, uh, Daniel chapter 8, verse 9 to 14, uh, now this is not scriptures, but it is, it is a, what is it called, an, an apocrypha uh, writing, it's Jewish history. That backs up the scriptures. Okay, so uh, Daniel eight verse nine to fourteen talks about a uh, a, a horn coming out, a little horn, and First Maccabees one verse ten tells you that it was a wicked root, and is referring to to Antichus uh, Epiphanes or God Manifest. That's what he calls himself. Uh, Daniel chapter eleven verse twenty one to thirty four is talking about God Manifest or Antichus Epiphanes. And then First Maccabees, the first chapter, goes into detail uh, about uh, God manifest or Antichus Epiphanes. Now, I want to point out 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chap- chapter 2 is talking about a future God manifest or a future Antichus Epiphanes, all right? 2 Thessalonians. Chapter two, starting in verse one, he says, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the master and by our gathering unto him that you be not shaken in mind or, or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as the, as the day of Messiah's at hand. In other words, the day of Christ is the day of the Lord, which the whole book of Revelation is about. Let no man deceive you by any means. And unfortunately, many people are being deceived. For that day shall not come except there be becoming falling away first. In other words, a great rebellion. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. And so the anti-messiah, the one who's against God, God manifests, is also revealed to be the son of destruction. Now, who else was called the son of destruction in the Bible? Judas. And so this individual obviously is going to have a betrayal spirit. Okay, Verse 4, who will oppose and exalt himself above all that is called God, again, Etikus Epiphanes calls himself God manifest. So this individual is going to be God manifest. So right here in verse 4 confirms that the anti Messiah certainly is God manifest or Etikus Epiphanes or a type of Etikus Epiphanes. Who oppose and exalt himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Yes, he's God manifest, right? Verse 5 in Thessalonians chapter 2. Remember ye. Not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things, and now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. So, so this individual is not going to be revealed until it's it, it, until it is his time to be revealed. And in verse seven, for the mystery of iniquity and that's lawlessness or Torahlessness, okay, does already work, only he now leteth will let until he's taken out of way. So, there's going to be some force that's holding this wickedness back. Until it's taken out of the way, then it'll be revealed. Alright. So it's something that's holding this mystery of iniquity, this unveiling of who, who, who this wicked person is. Okay. Verse 8. And then show that wicked, and that's interesting that this is capitalized. <laughs> wicked, uh, good good insight on the King James Translators to translate this word wicked. Uh as it means uh A N O M O S and Um us Anomous, right? And it means lawlessness. That's what it means. Okay. And there's even Hebrew equivalent words here that I don't have time to go over uh, today. But uh, that's what it means. And um, let me read the rest of this here. Even him who's coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. And this is the antichrist. This is the the, the, the greatest anti Messiah or anti, anti, anti-God person ever in the history of the world, okay? And with all deceitfulness and unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth, the truth is all of his instructions, which includes the Sabbath, uh, keeping the holy days and, and the clean and unclean mean instructions, that they might be saved. And so for us to be saved, we have to receive the love of the truth, all right? And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion. And he's already doing that, that they should believe a lie. And what is the lie? Well, the lie is 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 in first John chapter two. Starting at verse 3. And hereby we do know know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that says, I know him and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Okay? And so that is the lie. And unfortunately. Most of Christianity are living that lie. They don't. They don't want to keep the Sabbath. Uh, they keep the Sabbath on Sunday. The Sabbath is not on Sunday. It's on Saturday. They they think it's okay to eat pork and, and other unclean meats, and they, and they think it's okay not to celebrate um, God's feast days and not the Jewish feast days. It's God's feast days. So they they think it's it's okay to do that. And and then in, um and they say they believe in Yeshua or Jesus. But yet they don't want to follow this verse right here. It says, he that says he abides in him himself also to walk, even as he walked. Yeshua said he, keep, he kept his father's commandments. And so in John 15, verse 10, he said he kept his father's commandments. And he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And then people teach false doctrines where his commandments are different from his father's. Oh, so he sinned against his father. He didn't obey his father then, right? He's not his father, right? So anyway, it's just a bunch of malarkey that's uh, being taught in a lot of these uh christian churches okay and it's time for them to wake up and so in daniel chapter 7 is a prophecy of the uh the roman catholic church uh constantine and and what he did and and what the catholic church continues to do today uh in daniel chapter 7 verse 25 and he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws. And that, that certainly happened during the Roman Empire, like I said, in the fourth century. And, but all of this started to happen before as far as this anti-Christ spirit or anti-Messiah or anti-God spirit with Ignatius of Antioch. And he said, hey, we're not going to keep these Jewish feasts. And all you need to do is Google him, um, Ignatius of Antioch. And you'll have all kinds of information on him. And um, to think, and this happened in the early to second century. And think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand into a time and times and a dividing of time. All right, so one last point I want to make here, and you need to do some research on your own here. I want you to read First Maccabees chapter 1, that whole chapter. It reveals basically uh, God manifests or Antichus epiphanes who... Was talked about in the book of Daniel, in Daniel 8, verse 9 to 14, and Daniel 11, verse 21 to 34. He was against uh, the Jews at that time. Uh, he was against them keeping the Sabbath, against them keeping the holy days, against them uh, avoiding unclean meats. He was against them having their sons uh, circumcised on the eighth day. Uh, and he, he was also against them. Uh, giving sacrifices and offerings and that my friends is a perfect description of christianity today all right and so what i'm telling you is is shocking to you but in revelation 12 verse 9 it says that the devil has deceived the whole world my friends traditional christianity has the spirit of anti-messiah anti-god I know many of them don't mean it to be so, but they are deceived. They are deceived. Again, when you look at Maccabees, and you look at let me let me see, let me quote a little bit from that here. First uh, Maccabees, and all you need to do is get an apocrypha, or you can yeah, and you can find this and read this for yourself. But but it's very important you look these things up. Don't take my word for it. All right, so let me find First Maccabees here. Yeah, I'll read it. I'll read the whole thing to you, the first chapter. I'll read it to you. So it says, it came to pass after that Alexander the Macedonian, the son of Philip, who came out of the land of Chittim. Well, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to read certain parts here. And struck Darius king of the Persians and Medes. It came to pass after he had struck him that he reigned and instead in former time over Greece. All right, so I want to go to verse 5. Where is it? It talks about uh, Antiochus Epiphanes here. Here we go. Verse 10. And there came forth out of them a sinful root, Antiochus Epiphanes, or God manifest, son of Antiochus the king, who had been a hostess at Rome, and he reigned in the 137th year of the kingdom of the Greeks. In those days came there forth out of Israel, transgressors of the law. So even amongst the Jews, you've had some Jews that didn't want to obey. And persuaded many saying let's go and make a covenant with the gentiles or the, the non-jews that are around about us for since we were parted from them many evils have befallen us and the saying was good in their eyes and certain of the people were forward here and went to the king and he gave them license to do after the ordinance of the gentiles and they built a place of exercise in jerusalem according to the law so this is a grecian culture and and that's this is where we get um, the idea of auditoriums and and Gems and all that And then we got it from, from uh, Greek culture And they built a place of exercise in Judaism According to the law of the Gentiles And they made themselves uncircumcised And forsook the holy covenant Which is all the instructions of God Including the Sabbath, the holy days And the clean and unclean instructions And joined themselves to the Gentiles And sold themselves to do evil And the kingdom And that's what's going to happen The Antichrist, the beast the political leader and certainly the religious leader is going to influence people to forsake the Holy covenant. Okay. And Sunday worship will have a lot to do with it. There more than likely there may be something put on your hand too, a mark, but the mark that you are a true believer is keeping the Sabbath on Saturday, which is revealed in Exodus chapter uh, 31, starting in verse 12. And then the anti-mark is Sunday keeping sunday because that's the anti-sabbath that's the the sabbath day that is not the true sabbath day all right and in verse 16 the kingdom was well ordered in the sight of antichus and he thought to reign over egypt that he might reign over two kingdoms. and he entered into uh egypt with a great multitude with chariots and with elephants and with horsemen and a great navy and he made war against Ptolemy, king of Egypt, and Ptolemy was put to shame before him and fled, and many f- fell wounded to death. And they got possession of the strong cities in the land of Egypt, and he took the spoils of Egypt. And Antiochus, after that he had struck Egypt, returned in the 143rd year, went up against Israel and Jerusalem with a great multitude, and entered presumptuously into the sanctuary. In other words, he entered into the temple. All right, and took the golden altar and the candlestick of the light and all that pertained thereto, and the table to show bread. And the cups to pour withal, and the golden bowls, and the golden censers, and the veil, and the crowns, and the adorning gold, with, which was on the face of the temple. And he scaled it off, and he took the silver and gold, and the precious vessels, and he took the hidden treasures, which he found. And when he had taken all, he went away into his own land, and he made a great slaughter, and spoke very presumptuously. And there came great mourning upon Israel in every place where they were, and the rulers and, and elders groaned, and the virgins and young men were made feeble, and the beauty of the women was changed." Every bridegroom took up lamentation. She sat in the marriage chamber. She, she that sat in the marriage chamber was in heaviness, and the land was moved for the inhabitants thereof, and all the house of Jacob, which uh, when you talk about all the house of Jacob in this context, of course, it was, it's just the Jewish people, because when you understand what happened to the kingdom of Israel, it was split into the house of Israel, the house of Judah. That's not Bible study. Verse 29. And after two full years, the king sent a Chief collector of tribute Yes, nations And countries are always taxing you, right <laughs> To the cities of Judah And and he came to Jerusalem with a great Multitude, and he spoke words of peace To them in subtlety, and they gave Him credence. I'm going to read the other Scriptures, the actual Holy Scriptures of God that are inspired uh, to, this, to show you That this is backing up, or Supporting what the Scriptures have already prophesied would occur. And he spoke words Of peace to them in subtlety, and they gave him credence, and he fell upon the city suddenly and struck it very sore, and destroyed much people out of Israel. And he took the spoils of the city and set it on fire and pulled down the houses thereof and the walls there and on every side. First Maccabees one verse 32, and they led captive the women and the children and the cattle they took in possession, and they built the city of David with a great and strong wall with strong towers, and it became to them a citadel. And they put there a sinful nation, transgressors of the law, okay? Uh, what do we read uh, um, in Second Thessalonians? Okay, that that, uh, that that evil spirit, the spirit of lawlessness, right? And they put there a sinful nation, transgressors of the law, and they strengthened themselves there, and and they stored stored up arms and food, and gathering gathering together the spoils of Jerusalem, they laid them up there, and they became a snore, a sore snare. In verse thirty six, and it became a place to lie in wait against the sanctuary. And an evil adversary to Israel continually, and they shed innocent blood on every side of the sanctuary and defiled the sanctuary. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem fled because of them, and she became a habitation of strangers, and she became strange to those who were born in her, and her children forsook her. Her sanctuary was laid waste like a wilderness. Her feasts were turned into mourning. Her Sabbaths into reproach. Her honor into contempt. According to her glory, she so was her dishonor multiplied. And her high estate was turned into mourning. And King Antiochus wrote to his whole kingdom that all should be one people. And this is what the anti-Messiah is going to do. This is outlined in Revelation chapter 13. Uh, and that each should forsake his own laws. And all the nations agreed according to the word of the king. And many of Israel consented to his worship and sacrificed the idols and profaned the Sabbath. And the king sent, and, and, and that's, what it, that's how it begins. When, if you don't want to keep the Sabbath, then God doesn't look at you as being a true believer. That's not to say that if you, if you just keep the Sabbath, you don't have to keep other, any other commandment, but that is the sign that you are a believer. Just like the sign that you are an unbeliever is um, keeping the anti-Sabbath, which is uh, worshiping on Sunday. And so, and the king sent letters by the hand of the messengers to Jerusalem and the cities of Judah that they should follow land strange to the land, laws strange to the land, and should forbid whole burnt offerings and sacrifice and drink offerings in the sanctuary and should proclaim the Sabbaths and feasts. This sounds like Sunday church to me. Sunday church, uh, they profane the Sabbath because they don't keep it on the right day. Uh, They do not have any desire whatsoever to keep the feasts of God, which are outlined in Leviticus chapter 23. Uh, They don't want to entertain the thought at all that sacrifices and offerings are not done away with, that you have eight chapters starting with Ezekiel 40, already Ezekiel 48, that talks about the reestablishment of the sacrifices, you have in Malachi chapter three, the first few verses there states that um, that the sacrifices and the offerings will be reestablished. Okay, so you have all of that uh, in the Bible, and yet you have them incorrectly teaching that the sacrifices have been done away with. And of course, they don't even realize this probably that when Yeshua died or Jesus died, the sacrifices didn't immediately stop. Uh, the apostles they celebrated Pentecost, and when you celebrate Pentecost with Shavuot, it involves sacrifices, and even Paul in Acts chapter 21, sacrifice, so that is Aaron's teaching, and unfortunately, it's part of the anti-Messiah, anti-God spirit, all right, verse 46, and pollute the sanctuary and those who are holy, that they should build altars and temples and shrines for idols, and what is this Catholic church, they have idols all over the place, right, and even though the Protestants protested against that, You still keep the sign that you are an unbeliever. You keep Sunday. You need to repent of that. All right. And verse 47, that they should, for those who are doing it, that they should build altars and temples and shrines for idols and should sacrifice swines, flesh, and unclean beasts. Many of the two billion Christians today love pork and they eat it and they don't think nothing of it. All right. Verse 48, and they that should leave their sons uncircumcised, that they should, and then they're against circumcising their children or they don't think anything of it. Um, that they should make their souls abominable with all manner of uncleanness and profanation, so that they might forget the law and change all the ordinances. What I read to you in Daniel seven verse twenty-five, a lot some of that is talking about antichrist Epiphanes or God manifest, but it's also talking about what's gonna what happened uh, what's gonna happen in, uh, what, what happened with uh, Constantine and what's going to be reestablished worldwide um with the the anti-messiah and and that's in um revelation chapter 13 verse 50 and who's who whoever shall not do according to the word of the king he shall die and that's what's going to happen in revelation 13 if you don't accept the mark of the beast which could involve also a mark a little mark on your hand but it also is referring to the fact that you you must accept the, the great false religion uh of the catholic church which began with the catholic church that sunday is the sabbath or sunday is the day of worship okay if you don't accept that and if you are not against the holy days uh if you're not against uh the doctrine of that that you a certain meats you should eat and certain meats that you shouldn't eat etc then you will die okay according to all these words wrote he to his whole kingdom and he appointed overseers over all the people and he commanded the cities of judah to sacrifice city by city and and this was sacrificing uh abominable things and from the people were gathered together to them many everyone that had forsaken the law and they did evil things in the land and they made israel to hide themselves in every place of refuge which they had and on the 15th day of chislev in the 145th year they built an Abomination of desolation Upon the altar and in the Cities of Judah on every side they built idol altars and at the doors of the houses In the streets they burnt incense And they tore in pieces the books of the Law which they found and set them On fire and, 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 what, and Wherever was found any book of the covenant And if any consented the law the king sent To deliver them to death and so Anyway I'm not going to read the rest of that but you get The gist. now in Daniel chapter 8 verse 9 to 14 it talks about what this uh, individual did but i'm going to go to because uh, of lack of time here uh, in daniel i'm going to read daniel and you can read that on your own daniel 8 verses 9 to 14 about the little horn there in that particular chapter that the little horn in daniel 8 is talking about the Fifth, and he's epiphany's little horn and daniel chapter 7 is talking about who's going to be the the pope in the future okay although it does have elements of what happened in in history in in, in Daniel chapter 7 as far as that little horn is concerned. Anyway, uh, Daniel chapter 11. Daniel chapter 11, starting in verse 21 is referring to Antiochus Epiphanes here, and in in, in his estate shall stand up a vile person, that's that wicked root, that's talked about in 1 Maccabees 1 verse 10, to whom they shall not give the honor of the kingdom, but he shall come in peaceably and obtain the kingdom by flatteries, and with the arms of a flood shall it be overflown from before him and shall be broken, yes, also the prince of the covenant. And after the lead or agreement made with him, he shall work deceitfully, for he shall come up and shall become strong with the small people. He shall enter peaceably even upon the, the fattest places of the province, and he shall do That which his fathers have not done, nor his father's fathers, he shall scatter among them the prey and the spoil and riches. Yes, he shall forecast his devices against the strongholds, even for a time. And he shall stir up his power and his courage against the king of the south with a great army. That's talking about Egypt. And the king of the south shall be stirred up to battle with a very great and mighty army. But he shall not stand for they shall forecast devices against him. Yes, they that feed of the portion of his meat shall destroy him and his army shall overflow and many shall fall down slain and both these kings hearts shall be shall do mischief. And so anyway, let me go to the, uh, it's talking about everything I talked talked about mostly everything in first Maccabees, uh, verse one, I mean, chapter one, first Maccabees chapter one, which is a Jewish history book. It's not inspired scripture, but it's part of uh, the Apocrypha. All right. So, In verse 30 of Daniel chapter 11, for the ships of Chittim shall come against him. Therefore, he shall be grieved and return and have indignation against the holy covenant. So shall he do. He shall even return and have intelligence with them that forsake the holy covenant. Arms shall stand on his part and they shall pollute the sanctuary. We already read about that in 1st Maccabees, uh, the first chapter. And they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength and shall take away the daily sacrifice and shall place the abomination that makes desolate, and uh, when Antichus Epiphanes, or his name again is God manifest, uh, he had uh, commanded the Jews to sacrifice uh, pork, okay, instead of clean meats, right, so that that was the abomination of desolation. Verse 32, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be Corrupt by flatteries, but the people that do Know their God shall be strong and do exploits So this is talking about uh, Judas Maccabees, and this is where Eventually the Jews have the good Tradition of Hanukkah, this is where it all Came from, alright, verse 33 And they that understand among the people shall Instruct many, yet they shall fall by the sword And by famine, and by captivity And by spoil many days, now when they Shall fall, they shall be helped with a little help And many shall cleave to them with flattery So that's talking about what Judas Maccabees Did, and they were able to overcome uh, God manifest or Antiochus Epiphanes and they were able to um, uh, cleanse out the temple and that's where we, we get the, the miracle of Hanukkah uh, from, the fact that they were able to overcome um, the odds of Antichrist Epiphanes or God manifest a great army. Alright, and so um, I just wanted to explain it. Now, one last point I want to make. So, you should better understand this prophecy by Yeshua or Jesus when he states in Matthew chapter 24, verse 15. He states, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet. We already went to Daniel. and We also went to some, uh, some Jewish history to back up what Daniel stated under the inspiration of God. So uh, in verse 15 of Matthew 24, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet. Stand in a holy place, that's the sanctuary. Whoever read of, let him understand, all right? Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let them which is on the housetop not come down and take anything out of his house. Neither let them which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, in other words, pregnant women. Uh, you're going to be have some serious issues if you're not, um, if you're not uh, obeying God. That's what he's telling you. But pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day, which proves that people, there's going to be some people in the end times that are going to be keeping the Sabbath, whether they're Jews or Christians, whether they're Jewish or not Jewish, okay? Uh, and then he says here, verse 21, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor ever shall be. And except those days should not be, except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. So anyway. So now you better understand what the Messiah is talking about when he talks about the abomination of desolation. What he's saying is that there's going to be a, an anti-Messiah, the top anti-Messiah, the top person that is against God, and he's going to do what Antichus Epiphanes did. He's going to also tell everybody that he's God manifest. He's going to declare that he is God. Okay? He's going to sit in the temple of God and claim that he is God. Okay? his Epiphanes thought he was God. He called himself God Manifest. And so that's going to happen in the future. And this God Manifest individual is going to be against you keeping the Sabbath. He's going to be against uh, the festivals of God. He's going to be against you uh, not wanting to eat pork and other unclean meats. He's going to be against you circumcising uh, your males on the eighth day, just like Christ had that done to him. Uh, his parents did that, of course. Um, it's going to be against uh, you keeping the Jewish calendar so that you can keep uh, the, the festivals. Uh, it's going to be against you uh, wanting to sacrifice and give offerings. So that is that is the anti-Messiah spirit. That is, that is the spirit of Antichrist. Um, And you probably never got a teaching like this before, but this is from the Bible. This is something that is true, and you can prove this to be true. And so stop thinking if you are thinking that the anti-Messiah spirit is just somebody who denies Christ. It's much more than that. It's somebody who not only denies Christ, it's not someone who uh, not only doesn't think that Christ is divine and not the Messiah, it's also someone who's not willing to completely obey the doctrine of God or the doctrine of the Messiah, which includes keeping the Sabbath, which includes keeping the holy days, which is called the Moadim or the feast days, uh, the um, days of meeting, the appointed times. Um, Those who have the the, the spirit of anti-Messiah in them, they are against keeping the Sabbath. They are against Keeping the festival days of God They are against Boys being circumcised on the eighth day As, as you are commanded to and, and as Christ did They are against um, Sacrifices and offerings They believe that the law Was nailed to the cross um, is, This is so plain to me And God has increased my Knowledge of this And so where Christ prophesied mainly Ladies and gentlemen, there would be an anti-Messiah, anti-God spirit that is against keeping the Sabbath, against the Holy Days, against circumcision, (laughs) against entertaining the thought that the sacrifices and offerings are not done away with. Okay? Um, That is the, that's what the anti-God or anti-Messiah, anti-Christ spirit consists of. All right, and that is going to be really um, prevalent in these end times. It's going to get worse and worse, and it's going to be worldwide. Already have two billion Christians um, that are taught to be against the true Sabbath day, that are taught to be against the festival days, that are taught that pork is okay to eat and other unclean meats, that are taught that the sacrifices are permanently done away with. Never mind the fact that when Yeshua died or Jesus died. they were still doing sacrifices and offerings. Um, they are against circumcision that they think is something that does not have to be done anymore. And they don't understand that that circumcision law was a law that was given way before um, Moses. <laughs> it was It was commanded to Abraham, which in Genesis chapter 26, verse 5 says, Abraham kept all the Torah. Jews teach that. And so it's a lot of biblical ignorance, ladies and gentlemen. The, the irony of the Western nations is that we have access, more access to the Bible than any other um, countries, of the Western or any other nations, and yet we don't read it. We don't study it. And then we think because someone looks cute and they want to fly a jet and, and they have a big congregation that they know the Bible. And, and Yeshua said, whoa, in Luke chapter six, he says, whoa. Uh, if everyone speaks well of you and you have a lot of those ministers, ministers today that everyone speaks well of them you know pretty much uh, and, and Joe Osteen and and I'm not talking against him as a human being but I'm against their false doctrine that they preach um, and, and Bishop Jake and so forth it's not the true it's not the complete truth of God they have some truths but they don't have the complete truth and they have the spirit of anti in them and, and, and in their congregation mainly so I know this is not going to be a popular message, but this is a true message, and this message must get out there to people so they can get undeceived, and so they can understand and have an anti-Satan spirit. That's what we need to have, an anti-Satan spirit, okay? Not an anti-God spirit. We have to be against the devil. So we have to practice on being uh, having an anti-Satan spirit. That's what I try to do. And if anyone is interested in learning how to have an anti-Satan spirit, which is having the true spirit of God in you, then um please contact me. Uh, contact me. Uh you can go to my Facebook page, uh, www, uh, dot, uh Actually, if you do have a Facebook account, just uh type in my name, Kennard K-E as an elephant, two N's as a Nancy A-R-D, middle initial Levi L E V I Brown, and then friend request me and I'll I'll become your friend And then I'll put you into my uh, Merciful Service of God group page Where I have uh, Free teachings on there And uh, and other things And so ladies and gentlemen I hope you understand What is the spirit of anti-messiah If you have any other questions or concerns uh, Contact me um, On Facebook And so until next week Y'all willing Um Pray for me, pray for the world, pray for our our president, Donald Trump, because things are heating up in the world right now. And uh, looking forward to hearing about what this peace plan is about. And and based on the peace plan, uh, maybe um, changing a few things on how I do ministry. So may Yah bless and keep you. Yah meaning is short for Hebrew for God. And Yah willing, I'll be available to you next week. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly, shall be stubble.